Hi, this is James Hammer from DynastyFootballFactory.com. You're listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast, the best American football podcast based in the UK. Go search. You're listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast with your host, Timothy Lambert-Monk. Hello and welcome to the Full 10 Yards Podcast on this Friday evening, 9th of November. Uh, week 10, NFL season's already underway with uh, Pittsburgh's hammering of uh, Carolina last night. Uh, Tim and I are here to welcome, uh, run you through and welcome you in uh, for the rest of the week 10 slate. So welcome in, Tim, with a massive... How are you doing, buddy boy? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing very well. <laughs> a bit of John Dorsey. Uh, week. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's quite a bit of a change up, keeping everyone on their toes. Obviously, we're probably usually expecting my my dulcet tones, uh, but yeah, I thought I'd uh, change it up. But so uh, yeah, very good job there. Uh, very excited to, to go through the week ten games. Yeah, definitely. Um, why don't we dive right in? Just take us through that aforementioned beatdown that took place at Heinz Field last night. Yeah, it was a really good start to this game, actually. Really hot start. Both teams scoring on, obviously, on their opening drives. And then the turning point, obviously, was the, the big Cam Newton interception pick six. Uh, and then the Carolina Panthers never really uh, recovered from that one. This uh, P- Pittsburgh defense really got to, to, to Cam, putting pressure. TJ Watt had a good game. But that, that front uh, that front line there was, was getting to Cam, and it was very hard for the Carolina Panthers to get anything really going after that. Obviously, uh, Christian McCaffrey had a hat-trick, so if you started him in fantasy, you're more than happy this morning. I've got him in uh, best ball league, so... Uh, whilst um, I didn't have him in any uh, redraft leagues or any dynasties, I was quite happy to see him uh, there for, for best ball purposes because I'm in the top end of that. But yeah, obviously still quite a lot of points to go around. Big uh, Ben throwing for five touchdowns in this one and I think it was over 300 yards, 350 yards or something stupid. Um, so yeah, again, if you started him in fantasy, he was uh, you had more than 30 points on your team when you woke up this morning. But um, yeah, it was, it was a good game. But it's a shame that Carolina couldn't keep, uh, couldn't keep their pace in the first couple of drives. Yeah, definitely. Um, like you say, it all turned on that pretty stupid inception, actually, with uh, yeah. Cam almost being sacked by TJ Watt in yeah. the end zone. It would have been a safety, obviously. Uh, ended up throwing it back across his body, trying to make a bit of a hero play. Mm. I think the, the original play was a bit of a screen. I think he was just trying to make that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, play right across his body and, yeah, just obviously, like you say, uh, ran it in for a touchdown. So, yeah, mm. um, the difference of uh, five points it would have been just on that one throw. So, yeah, puts you on the back foot straight away, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's quite funny, actually. When, uh, I, was, I watched that play a couple of times, and it looks like, you know when you're in primary school and you nick someone else's football or you nick someone else's uh, shoe or something and you threw it around between all your mates? That's what like TJ Watt looked like. He looked like the piggy in the middle and like, Cam Newton was just trying to throw it anywhere away from the person um, from, yeah. from him. It's, uh, uh, that made me laugh. But yeah, it was almost uh, caught him by surprise. And obviously he was uh, in danger of... Uh, conceding a safety wasn't he uh, and then obviously tried to get it to Greg Olsen if you look at the uh, the camera behind the goal line there and then it just sailed over him and then obviously yeah the rest, the rest is history but um, yeah I mean so they looked really good on the first drive Carolina and obviously uh, Juju Smith-Schuster with the one play 75 yard touchdown drive uh, for Pittsburgh's reply but yeah Pittsburgh red 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 hot yeah definitely so uh, yeah no it was a good game uh, good to kick us off it's week 10 slate with yeah quite a big win between uh, two big teams like uh, obviously, the form team sort of losing there. Yeah, I've, um, I've, I've, sorry. Before we move on, I have one question for you. Actually, um, obviously, Carolina. Obviously, going into the game before the, uh, the last last podcast, we said that Carolina obviously flying under the radar a little bit, and now uh, obviously the, the the word on everyone's lips uh, kind of fell flat on their face a little bit. But looking back at their schedule, have they have they actually really beaten anyone this season? 
Well, that's, that's a sort of um, a chance that's been sort of laid at the door of quite a few teams, isn't it? Mm. I know that um, the Chargers are one of those teams where, you know, they're sort of saying that they haven't really beat anyone, the Texans or another. Uh, but you can only sort of beat who, you, who you've been, you know, drawn against, really, for the schedule. Um, and obviously, for the Carolina Panthers, they've got quite a, a, a sort of strong uh, division. So they've got to play, you know, the... Uh, they've only played the Saints, have they? Because they finished Saints, Falcons, Saints, don't yeah. they? So yeah. yeah, perhaps I've not actually got the schedule in front of me. Yeah, so I've got, I've got it. So week one, obviously, beat the, the Cowboys. Cowboys a bit pants, but even then, it, it yeah. took to the it took to the last drive, didn't it? Um, and the Panthers just about squeezing past there, and then they got beat by the Falcons in week two. Beat the beat the Bengals, uh, and then obviously they beat the, the Giants, but then they lost to the Redskins, who obviously were okay before their offensive line went down. Uh, they just squeezed past the Eagles. Obviously, Eagles threw that one away uh, in the fourth quarter. Uh, beat the Ravens quite convincingly, and then beat they, they nearly lost to the Buccaneers as well. And obviously, the Buccaneers, Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, always a bit of a wild card, but it's not really a great deal when you look back on it as a, as a whole. It's not really that impressive. And obviously, they were six and two, obviously six and three now, but kind of just puts a bit of a poison on on, on their record and it just makes you question how how good they are. Obviously, in the next couple of weeks, they've got uh, the Lions, the Seahawks, the Bucks, and the Browns. So it should maybe go three. Three and one out over, over those stretch before those brutal three games, but um, yeah, they, I mean they should still get to the playoffs, but just a bit, really bit of a, a wobbler there. Yeah, maybe um, the Bengals would have been in pretty good form when when they won there, wouldn't they? Mm. And uh, you know, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, they just squeaked past the Giants by two points. Yeah, uh, Eagles by four. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. Mm. Yeah, just a thought I had. Obviously, they've lost uh, quite convincingly there to the Steelers, who are a really good team. And if they, you know, they've not really come up against really, really, really good teams. So obviously, the Falcons obviously had all their injuries as well. And uh, again, they've they've squeezed past mm. the Giants. But yeah, that no, was just a thought. Okay, uh, we can move on. Yeah, no, it's a it's a good it's a good question. Um, I think they're in that bracket with the teams that I mentioned, like Texans and Chargers, that are probably like a year or so away from really truly challenging. Probably in the playoffs, all those teams. But yeah. Just a, a tick away, I think, yeah. from properly challenging. Um, another team I'm just about to come on to, uh, probably in that bracket, sort of a bit ahead of their curve, the Chicago Bears. Obviously, they played, they played, sorry, the Detroit Lions at Soldier Field. And it's a big game for Chicago. Now they find themselves atop of the NFC North at 5-3. and three. And now they're playing division rival. Uh, so, obviously, Minnesota on the bye. Uh, can they stretch that lead before they play Minnesota next, the week after this, sorry. Um, and then put a bit of daylight between themselves and the rest of the division. Obviously, we wouldn't have been saying that this time last year. Uh, so these are big, big season-defining games uh, games for Chicago. Uh, Detroit have lost two in a row, and they're playing for their season on Sunday, I think. Uh, they're probably dead anyway, and, but this would be their final nail in the coffin, and they don't, they don't want that to come at Soldier Field. Mm. Uh, I think it will come, fortunately for them. I think Chicago, uh, the better team, uh, they've um, had a much better season and like I said, I've been a big advocate of theirs for a few weeks now I think it's just clicking for them uh, um, like I said probably a, a few a year or so away but yeah definitely on the up whereas Detroit not really taken to Matt Patricia uh, that well obviously traded away Golden Tate and probably looking to you know rebuild a little bit slowly mm. Yeah, interesting one. The the line for this one seven points uh, to the Bears are favoured, and then forty three and a half is is the over under. But um, yeah, quite an interesting game this one. Be interested, yeah, but I do I do expect uh, Chicago to come away with this one off the back of a bye. Okay, do you want to take us through uh, New Orleans at the Bengals? 
Yeah, this one, uh, AJ Green obviously is going to be likely slated to miss a couple of games there with a toe injury. Uh, don't think he needs surgery, but again, obviously he's going to be missing in this one. New Orleans, six-point favourites coming off the back of the win there against the Rams last week in uh, one of the, the, the late games, obviously. Could be a bit of a letdown spot here for the Saints, but I can't really see it. Although it's, you know, it's going to be cold, Cincinnati weather. Uh, over under here is 54. Quite like I quite like the under there, really. Uh, Des Bryant, obviously, uh, big news during the week that he signed a one-year deal with the Saints. Not sure whether Sean Payton's said that he's going to play on Sunday. I think he said it was a bit uncertain, obviously, with the uh, trying to get the, to know the playbook. He's not the smartest of guys, is he? Um, so it'd be interesting to see if <laughs> see if he plays. But essentially, you just need to tell Des Bryant to do a certain do a certain route and then. Uh, you know, catch the ball to be quite honest but um, obviously the verbiage and the, the 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 different style of playbook would you know going from a Dallas playbook which is four pages long to a to a Sean Payton one which is about uh, the size of the bible um could be a bit quite quite hard to digest so who knows um New, New Orleans in this one five and five and uh, five and oh against the spread in the last five uh, six and two for the whole season uh, against the spread and five and oh on the road in their last five against the spread as well so it just shows that they're playing really well at the moment. The Saints, um, Joe Mixon uh, should should have a good game, but uh, should be should be about the running backs really in this one. Mixon, Kamara, and obviously Ingram, who had a poor game last week, should uh, should fare better in this one. Um, but yeah, no no uh, no de- no defense is best against the against the run in terms of yards per game against, uh, than the Saints. So Joe Mixon could find it tough sledding, but should be a good game this one. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to this one. It should be quite a, a good offensive game, even though the Bengals are missing AJ Green, as you mentioned. Um, just going back to Des Bryant, I'm not sure how much impact he's going to make. To be honest. I know we, we sort of touched on this on, on Twitter the other day. Mm. Um, he's, he's obviously still going to play second fiddle to Michael Thomas, and uh, I don't know if he's going to be used as a bit of a decoy, but um, I don't know. I, I've not rated him for quite a while. I don't know how you feel as a Dallas fan. Um... Well, at this point in his career, he's only going to be a, you know, Jimmy. He's just going to be a Jimmy Graham, isn't he? Essentially, but um, you know, it, it, at least we might see you know under a different coach, maybe he gets him involved in a slightly different way, gets him a bit more open, uh, and obviously he's not going to be the number one there, so he's not going to get number one coverage. So it could, could be quite interesting. I say that's why I just put the uh, over under two and a half games of over ten fantasy points, just to put it out there to see what everyone's perception was. I know a lot of people during the week put a lot of spent a lot of fantasy fab. Uh, burning a hole in their pockets uh, was spent on Des Bryant this week. So just be interested to see, obviously, how that plays out. But he's not going to have a better chance to, to win a Super Bowl ring, essentially, which is what it all comes down to. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, oh, I think he's definitely got a chance. Um, and yeah, like you say, playing sort of against the sort of number two corners of quite a few teams will be will be you know, sort of good for him. Uh, and he's just going to be that red zone specialist for him, isn't he, as well? Um, you know, they struggle in that area with sort of their offensive uh, sort of acumen. No. On the time, on the top time for them. Uh, so yeah, no, it's, it's going to be interesting anyway. Uh, he doesn't go doesn't go out without a story, does he? So no. uh, yeah, be interesting to see. So next up for us, there'll be uh, for me to go through New England at Tennessee. Uh, the Tennessee Titans are favoured by five, so six and a half, sorry, um, which I think is a pretty generous spread to be honest with you. I think uh, New England could come out of this with quite a hefty win. Um, um, I don't know what you think about that that line there. Yeah, I mean the line they're begging you to take the Patriots, aren't they? Six and a half, New, Eng- uh, New England obviously away, but over under forty six and a half, let's say. But um, it's obviously the Dion Lewis and uh, Malcolm Butler revenge games. Uh, I don't know if anyone got a chance out there to to listen to. They mic'd up Bill Belichick last week against the Packers. That's quite a cool little video to watch him get on the sideline, getting in a bit of a tussle with the, uh, the the line judges there. I think about a timeout, which was quite funny. But um, yeah, it's always quite quite fun to watch Bill Belichick in action, who's obviously the maestro at work. Um, 
I thought I actually had New England, Tennessee down as one of my games, so I've got a few notes on this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you, sorry, I made a mistake with that one. Yeah, that's uh, that's actually your one. Yeah, uh, Tennessee only only uh, give up 226 pass yards per game, but then again, they've just played Dallas. Um, Josh Gordon coming to a bit to the fourth, see the 50-yard touchdown last week. Uh, although I, I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be thrown to Edelman and maybe just sailed a bit. I'm not quite sure on your opinion on, on that one, or whether you saw it. Um, and then it's just a case yeah. of uh, all the injuries, really. Rob Gronkowski, obviously, they've got a bye next week, New England. So it might be just a case of getting into Tennessee and just coming away with a win there to to, to keep up with trying to get the number one seed there, for, obviously, for the postseason. But Sonny Michelle, again, obviously been crocked the last couple of weeks. So expect James White, a healthy dosage of him as well. Um, but yeah, I think it's, this one's just a case of New England just trying to get the job done with the with the weapons they got, like they do week in yeah. week out, uh, and get out with a win. Yeah, definitely. No, I think you're right. I think you're spot on there, to be honest. Uh, especially on the road as well against Mike Rabel as well. Obviously, he's quite close to Belichick as well. Might know a few sort of inside trade secrets. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I've, I've just going back to that throw that you mentioned. Are you doubting Tom Brady? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm done joking. Uh, no, I don't think he did say that. I, just, I think he actually did meant it. I just think Edelman was just in the area as well. Yeah. It obviously worked out rather nicely. Yeah, no, the only reason I said it was because sometimes, obviously, you know, pre-snaps, usually sometimes the the, the uh, wide receivers know who the ball's going to. And it just, obviously, Edelman went for the ball and it's just unusual, obviously, the chemistry they have for him to go for it if he didn't think it was going to him. Yeah, maybe just like miss saw his eyes or something. Cause obviously, yeah. he's literally in the same line. Yeah. And just and then he maybe took him by surprise because obviously it came out of his uh, hand with the trajectory to go like obviously a lot higher for where he was stood and sail over into Gordon. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm sort of like just guessing, but yeah, and I think it was like he was about right. I think they. they they meant that to be the case, to be honest with you. Yeah, and just a point on the handicap line, obviously you mentioned about my, my opinion. I think you, over the years, um, going against uh, New England on the handicap, no matter what the handicap is, you you wouldn't uh, be in the, you wouldn't be wouldn't be rich, would you? So um, I'd probably leave the game, but uh, I think Vegas are trying to... I think Vegas, the last couple of weeks, have been absolutely hammered. I think the last weekend, I think the top seven favourites or something won, and they, they lost millions and millions and millions of pounds. But whilst we uh, all cry our tears, um, I say, yeah, you're not, you're not going to get rich betting against the Packers, so... Uh, sorry, against the uh, against the Patriots. So. Well, all the all the Packers, most all the, of the yeah, all the Packers. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Sorry, there. I did take your game, so I'll, I'll sort of skip back to mine. And uh, so Atlanta versus Cleveland. So uh, Bruce Irving's in the door um, at, in Atlanta, and Deion Johnson's back at the back on the practice field. So things might be looking up a little bit. Uh, I've seen uh, quite a bit this week. Some analysts and fans starting to board the Falcons hype train again. But this to me. I, I think it's a bit of a trap game uh, for the Falcons on the road against the good D uh, with a few banged up bodies of their own on the offensive line. Uh, it could be trouble, I think. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they sort of uh, pull this one out. However, obviously Carolina slipping up last night, getting hammered by Pittsburgh, as we mentioned, could be used to, you know, as a big motivation for Atlanta. Uh, so actually, you know, on the, on the balance of things, I'm actually going to go for a Cleveland win. My one to watch for this is Miles Garrett. He's, been, he's becoming an absolute star. Uh, he's about two and a half sacks off the sack lead at the moment, which we mentioned is Darnell Hunter. Uh, and obviously Garrett could close the gap. Uh, I think Atlanta have got a couple of people out on the, the offensive line. Uh, and obviously he moves around and Greg Williams really aggressive with the way he sort of deploys his uh, defensive lineman. Uh, so I think he's going to wreck the game. Yeah, I mean, I pretty pretty much disagree. Um, I think Cleveland Browns have quite a lot of injuries on in the on the defensive side of the ball, so I could I I could see a game where it just spars out control a little bit for Cleveland and 
Uh, obviously, got a bit out of hand towards the end last week, and I just wonder how much they're playing for Freddie Kitchens and uh, who's it, Greg Williams over there. Uh, and I, I, I really, I really like uh, Atlanta Falcons. I'm probably quite high on them, higher than most. So uh, I'm just going to, I'll disagree on that one. But we, we'll see, we'll see. Over, the over under on this one's 51, which I quite, I very much like the under. It's going to be a cold weather game. Uh, it could be a Tevin Coleman game and a Nick Chubb game. Yeah, like, I, like you said, I think I think you are a little bit higher on uh, the Falcons than yeah. you know than most people. That's fine. Yeah, fine to be wrong. We shall see. Almost, <laughs> almost sounds like a, almost sounds like a match bet. No, I'm not. I'm not with back leading in the match. But, <laughs> uh, <it was. laughs> uh, so moving on, uh, I'll, I'll sort of uh, readdress the balance of my earlier mistake and move on to the uh, so the AFC battle uh, between Jacksonville and Indianapolis. Uh, for this one, uh, what's the line on this one? So Jacksonville favoured by two and a half, which uh, is just sort of uh, says it all, really, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. How disappointing have they been this year? Uh, I was certainly tipping them for the Super Bowl uh, before the season, uh, and how times change. Um, you know, the season's on the line for them, really. Uh, against the really surprising Colts team, been surprisingly good. Uh, I mean, they're not not up any trees by any stretch of the imagination, um, but they aren't going for a top five pick again, which obviously. You know, thinking back to the preseason, it's probably what we all would have thought. Uh, they, you know, would have been sort of aiming for. Well, not aiming for, but sort of uh, ending up as. Um, and how much better do they look with their quarterback now? Andrew Luck was sorely missed over the time that he was out, uh, but they should be looking for a rapid improvement now. He's back and he's fully healthy. Obviously, in the season uh, previous, in the previous weeks, we've talked about him going, you know, 50, 60 times. That shoulder's getting a good workout after being injured for such a long time. Um, so, uh, you know, he's definitely back to full fitness now, I feel. Just needs to get sort of more weapons around him. And then, you know, uh, I think that'll happen in the next few years. But, it's, you know, it's one of those things where you always need to fall back. And I think they've got that vital piece in place, obviously. So I'm going to go for a Colts win for this one. Uh, and we'll put the Jags in the ground for the season and welcome them to the uh, 2019 draft season in Jacksonville. There's a, there's a trend there's a trend coming here because I really fancy the Jags in, Jags in this one. I just think, whilst I agree, it, it, could be, it could be the final now in the coffin here for Jaguars. But I think off the bye... Uh, a lot of this, a lot of this, just depends on Jacksonville. If they want to win this game, they can they can take it. I mean, the start of the season, if you had said the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be three point underdogs uh, against the Colts, uh, I've got to say three points because that's what I've got in front of me here on Bet Three Six Five. But um, yeah, if you, if you said prior to the season three point underdogs, Jacksonville at Indianapolis, uh, obviously with all the stuff with uh, surrounding Andrew Luck, you'd, you'd be put on a first class ticket to the Mental Institute, wouldn't you? Um, but yeah, I, I think the, oh, Jackson, yeah. the Jacksonville Jaguars, no AJ Boye, uh, but Jalen Ramsey is still there. And I just think week off, maybe they've cleared the air in that locker room, a bit of infighting perhaps. And um, if they if they come out and, and play how they have done, they'll, they'll take this one easily. I think it just depends on on their their mind frame uh, and also the the health of Leonard Fournette. Yeah, I think he's back actually. I yeah, think, um, I think I've seen that he's going to be back. He's going to be back. He's going to be playing. Yeah. So if you've got him in the lineup, get him in there, get him started. Yeah, and you can uh, you can all drop Carlos Hyde as well. Well, yeah. <laughs> My God, that must have uh, must have been hurting now. I mean, no, no word of a lie. A couple of weeks, uh, literally the week before Carlos Hyde got traded, I traded for Carlos Hyde uh, and I exchanged him for Jordan Howard because Cleveland's matchups, obviously they play Atlanta this week. Cleveland's matchups for the next last week and the next couple of weeks were very, very juicy and obviously got traded. And essentially, I've just traded Jordan Howard for waiver wire fodder. So I'm not very, uh, not very much a Carlos Hyde fan anymore. No, not buying his jersey at any point. Sad, sad, sad times. So uh, let's move. Let's move on. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, next up for you is Arizona at Kansas City. 
Yeah, so this game, obviously one of the biggest handicaps, uh, handicap lines of the season. Uh, Arizona you Cardinals, 16.5 favourites. Uh, so, so un underdogs. Uh, 16.5 underdogs here, over under his 49.5. I just wonder here, Casey, um, I just wonder if they're looking ahead to next week's game against the Rams in Mexico City. Could be a look-ahead spot a little bit. I know they don't really do that in the NFL, but I can see a backdoor Backdoor garbage time at Arizona points, and I think they'll probably cover that. Arizona, I quite like that to be to be honest. And uh, all, all Kansas City games, it's it's a kind of a case of they'll name their own score. They can kind of dictate what score they have and what score they kind of allow, if you like. But um, I'm not saying for one second Arizona have a have a chance in hell of winning this one. But um, yeah, certainly the handicap line. You know, you're never rich when you when you take favourites that are those big those bigger gaps uh, for, for handicap lines but um, David Johnson uh, obviously he, he was he more heavily involved in the offence uh, last time they played Larry Fitzgerald had a high end targets with 12 and 42% uh, of the air yards as well so Byron Le Leftwich obviously uh, the former Steelers QB uh, he, he was all around I think he was Jacksonville as well for a little while but uh, he's a, been a bit of a journeyman at QB he's obviously trying to change up a little bit so it'd be quite interesting to see um, obviously if that if those trends continue uh, DJ again should be more involved but again it just comes down to the offensive line and another another uh, stat was another couple of stats obviously from Byron Leftwich last week. Uh, Josh Rosen uh, through for the quickest time to to release last week than he has done all season. And obviously Ricky Seals Jones as well has run run the most routes that he's run in any game this season as well. So just a bit of a change there in the Arizona uh, Arizona offense. I'm not saying for one second that uh, they, they say they're going to win in Kansas City, but defense has been okay. Patrick Peterson obviously this the staple there of that defense. But um, you should you should see a bit of an improvement and say Kansas City could uh, get ahead really big early. Uh, and then uh, the Arizona coming through the back door there for, for handicap backers. So how about this for the match bet then? How about I go for Kansas to cover the cover the spread and then obviously you're going against it? What are you going, so 16, 16 and a half? Yeah, I think they'll cover that. I think they'll cover it quite easily. Yeah, uh, right, yeah. The right. second best team in the NFL, obviously it's the worst team in the NFL. So, yeah. and yeah. it's at Arrowhead. We'll take so, it. I think yeah, I forgot to mention as well, obviously to the listeners. I think we've we've come up with a, a forfeit, uh, a, for, a forfeit that we can do for on the on these match bets. So someone suggested uh, to get a slap in the face or a slap with uh, a certain object around around the head. So like uh, I don't know, a boxing glove or uh, you know a trout or something. Something stupid, but um, <laughs> a trout to the face. Everyone loves a fish slap to the face or just a, a good old slap. So what we're going to do is we're going to come up with uh, ten to fifteen, maybe twenty uh, different items that you can get. Get hit in the head with, uh, and then we'll, we'll we'll duly get our other halves to to give us a whack around the head when we lose a match bet. We'll record it and, uh, and post it on our social media as well. <laughs> I think the other halves will enjoy that the most. I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> all in all in the name yeah, of fun. Uh, I'm up for that. Yeah, that's good. Cool. All I right. Like that. Lovely. So we've got we've got one one each to repay. So this is our this is our third one. We have to write these down. I'll write these down and take a record. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Uh, so he comes out on top uh, by the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, so unfortunately having to uh, move on now to uh, Buffalo at the Jets. Game of the week. This is, uh, sorry? Game of the week. Game of the week. <laughs> Game of the week. Although, yeah, it is the worst, but there is a couple of contenders in there, I think, in this slate. But uh, never mind, don't want to talk down the NFL. <laughs> uh, but this is Nathan this is Josh McCown so you know don't really have much else to do but put this down uh, Sam Donald is going to play he's in a walking boot after he was injured uh, last time out mm. although that could be turned out to be quite a good thing because yeah. he's been throwing the ball to the other team far too much recently yeah uh, I'm just going to go on with this to be honest with you the Jets are my pick because I can't bet on Nathan Peterman just can't do it 
Uh, I think defences might be on top here. Josh McCown's pretty fearless with the ball, a bit of a gunslinger. Uh, so he's going to give the defence a chance to get a few turnovers. Uh, so this one could be pretty wild. I think there could be quite a few turnovers. Could make it quite an interesting game. Um, but I think, yeah, the, the Jets have got the best playmakers. So they're just going to win out, I think, eventually. Yeah, over-under here is 36.5. I think that's one of the lowest this year uh, in the NFL. And the uh, Buffalo Bills are seven-point underdogs. I quite like uh, Buffalo plus seven there, actually. Quite, I, I think both defences will uh, be, be on top in that game. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think this is going to be quite turnover-ridden. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, get defence in. And, yeah, that was our line, 36, did you say? 36 and a half, yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's not going to be trouble, to be honest with you. No. Um, probably going to be cold in New York, although both these teams obviously used to the cold weather. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think that's going to be a pretty game, uh, offensively speaking, anyway. Yeah. And just a reminder out there, week 10, the teams on the bye, Baltimore Ravens, Denver Broncos, Houston Texans and Minnesota Vikings. What we, What's up? What's next? So, we're moving on to Washington at Tampa Bay. Washington favoured by three. Uh, and that is your game. That's my game. Yeah, so obviously big uh, story for Washington here. Uh, the three-point underdogs, again, is uh, quite surprising, obviously, going into last week's game. It would have been the other way around, I think. But uh, the injuries to the offensive lines decimated this team, Washington team. So I think it's only a matter of time before Philadelphia take over the NFC East. Uh, and the fact that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are three-point favourites over anyone this season just shows you how bad those injuries are. Paul, Paul Richardson as well for the trifecta there for the season injury injuries uh, for Washington. Adrian Peterson said he needs to do more now to help, the, obviously, the offensive line is a bit decimated, but it's quite... Um, I'm not. I'm not holding out any hope that he can do too much. Obviously, the the guy is quite old, and uh, you could start to see the old the the New Orleans Saints, Adrian Peterson, there uh, this this weekend. And uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, obviously, Mike Evans, as I said, was my my strong uh, my stinker of the week. So I'd be interested to see how he bounces bounces back. But this Washington defense is still pretty solid. It just depends on how long they're on the field for. Um, so that I think that kind of will dictate who who wins this game. But I wouldn't like to call it from a betting standpoint. Um, and again, I, I expect I, I'd put, if I had to gun to my head, probably I'd probably take Tampa Bay just because of Washington. But uh, Washington not not really done too much on offense last couple of weeks anyway, even with uh, the offensive lines. So um, it could be one where Washington just maybe turn out and get and grind out a victory there with their defense. Yeah, potentially uh, one matchup that I'd be certainly looking at is uh, Tampa Bay wide receivers, uh, potentially Mike Evans versus Josh Norman. Um, I think Josh Norman's in a bit of a decline. Uh, I don't rate him as much anymore. Um, and I think he's been targeted quite a bit, a little bit like Marcus Peters has been targeted by, uh, sorry, for the Rams uh, by their opposition. And I think um, people are starting to pick on Josh Norman a little bit. He tried to get, uh, Josh, Josh Norman tried to get a piggyback off uh, Julio Jones last week. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Uh, yeah, he's, he's uh, never been the fastest corner. He's always been feisty, obviously, and very competitive, but physically, never the best. Very much a system corner as well. So if you get someone like Mike Evans or Sean Jackson, uh, someone who's going to be able to run by him uh, or overpower him, then you know they're going to be able to eat. I think. So yeah, I think I'll go for the books, books as well here. Hmm. Yeah, over under. I don't think I said the over under. It's fifty one. I'll probably take the under in that one. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would say so as well. So moving on to the Chargers at the Raiders. Uh, Chargers are. Uh, uh, sorry, the Raiders, sorry, a 10, 10 point. No, sorry, the Chargers are 10 point favourite. Sorry, messed that up completely. The Oakland, sorry, the Oakland the Raiders, the Oakland Raiders will not be a favourite for the next 365 days. Or probably uh, even more uh, than that. Sorry. My brain did not click into gear. It's been a long week. It's been a long, <laughs> long week at work. It's been quite a slog. It's always having an effect. 
Um, yeah, uh, Chargers by 10, and I'm pretty confident that, that we'll win by more than that, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, I would take that, although, although obviously I'm going to bet on that. Uh, anyway, uh, so I'm hoping this should be a pretty routine win. Uh, continue the streak uh, and just sort of get through it and carry on. Just go on to the next game. I don't really care if it is if, if we do cover that 10-point uh, margin or not. Just want to get through this, carry on the streak, and just want to keep that going as long, long as possible, obviously. Oakland yeah. have been pretty hapless recently. No, I've been awesome. And this, is, this is the sort of uh, team that the Chargers have been beating this season, which is quite nice. I've seen in the previous seasons it's been the opposite way around. We've caught with big wins, but then lost the teams that we shouldn't have. But we've been putting away the teams, and hopefully, uh, hopefully that'll be the case. Because I think there is a few detractors of the Chargers who are just waiting for that momentum killing loss, so and mm. this could be it. Mm. Um, I, in previous seasons, I'd be really nervous for all these above reasons, but they were a disgrace last, season, last uh, week, sorry, the Raiders. Uh, and against Nick Mullins and the banged up 49ers. Yeah. yeah. So this is the win, right? Uh, you know, I can almost hear the Chargers non-believers scoffing at that. <laughs> but you don't go to Seattle, dominate, and then get beat by John Gruden's Tampa squad, do you? No. So, of course no. not. No, that, 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 would be, that would be optimum, uh, optimum Chargers. Yeah, it would. It'd be peak, absolute peak Chargers. But no, I think, I think yeah, like I say, I think we're going to put 40 or 50 yeah. on the silver and black. Uh, yeah. Finishes months the road trip that we've been on. Yeah. Uh, 41 days, I think it'll be, between games in LA. Uh, then get back to home sweet home at the Stubble against uh, Denver next week. Yep, lovely stuff. Uh, so next up is Miami at Green Bay at Lambeau Field, obviously. Yeah, obviously, yeah, Green Bay, um, but on the back of back-to-back losses, not they've not done that for a little while. They've got a losing record. They've not done that for a while. Uh, obviously, 10-point favourites here. Uh, expect them to get back to normal uh, again. Miami uh, have been at home three of the last four weeks, and so the shock to the system might come when they when they travel up north. Over under here is forty seven and a half. Really like Aaron Aaron Jones in this game. Um, they, he fumbled last week, obviously against the uh, Patriots, but they still went back to him. So I expect uh, Aaron Jones to have a really good game. I don't like anyone from the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I saw a report actually today on Twitter that uh, Ryan Tannehill said it still it hurts when he when he st- when he still throws. So he could be actually done in Miami. Um, so it's going to be still more of the same from Brock Osweiler. Um, but I, I expect um, Marcus Valdez-Scanlon to have a good game. Obviously, John and Allison on IR. Devontae Adams should have a good game. And say it should be just uh, to, total control there for the Packers. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think uh, Miami's record flatters them no end. I think they're way worse than that record uh, at the moment. And yeah, I completely agree. I think... Uh, Gates is getting a bit uh, short with Tannehill uh, and his sort of injuries, and I think he expects him to sort of play through it a bit more, especially with his job on the line. Yeah, uh, and I think it's uh, uh, yeah, it's sort of killing his career in Miami, especially with Adam Gates as uh, head coach. Mm. And yeah, don't be honest. Um, yeah, it seems to be that from reading between the lines and what I've read and what I've heard is that Tannehill is being a bit of a baby about it and just needs to get on with things and just toughen up a little bit. I think. Yeah, I mean it's funny because Gase has obviously always stuck through Tannehill. Tannehill could have been way way gone from that from that franchise uh, over num- numerous occasions over the last couple of years, and Gase has obviously stuck by him a little bit. Um, he's not obviously repaying that that faith uh, that he had and or returning the favour. So uh, yeah, could get a bit volatile there. And uh, Miami and have never been convincing for me this season. Yeah, no, I can, yeah, I completely agree with that. Honest. So yeah, moving on to the NFC West, and this is Seattle at the Rams. Rams favoured by nine and a half, which I feel like is is quite a lot actually. Mm. Over under three point five, mm. uh, which then I think is it's a bit of a I don't know it's a bit of a middle ground, isn't it? I think it's a bit of a cowardice uh, of over under to set. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's a strange one. Let's say that about Kansas City. Obviously, looking forward to uh, to next week. Obviously, in Mexico City, Rams might be doing the same as well. But obviously, NFC West is always a, a, a toughly played game. Obviously, New um, Los Angeles Rams losing last week. Be interesting to see what it does to their confidence. Uh, I think that they've got the division in the bag. They're four they're four games clear, aren't they? Pretty much. Uh, but yeah. Rams obviously still to take a bye. But be interesting to see how they play. But Seattle played them hard. Obviously, in Seattle. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I expect more of the same again. And uh, Seattle have been uh, a surprising team for me this season in, in in terms of how well they've played. They've played a, a lot a lot better than I thought they would. They're running the ball a lot more. Mike Davis, I think Chris Carson's going to be out so far up. Mark Davis, uh, if he's on your waiver wires or in DFS, uh, he'll be he'll be a cheap uh, and a good start uh, this week because the Rams give up have given up a lot of points. Yeah, definitely, and obviously um, Richard Penny as well should get a bit, maybe a bit of a shout out as well for that because I think they share the backfield mm. uh, a little bit. Uh, so, but yeah, like you said, the Rams aren't invincible after all, are they? Um, you know, uh, uh, they, they have got a weak sort of link on that defence, and obviously we've just mentioned one a minute ago with Marcus Peters. Uh, but the question is, can can sort of Rams play with the same discipline that the other LA team played uh, when rushing the passer and containing Russell Wilson? Because I think that was the key to victory last week, and can be uh, when playing the Seahawks. Uh, and I think they can, and I think Todd Gurley will have watched the success that Melvin Gordon had uh, last week and the Chargers defensive line had last week in opening up holes uh, and I bet he can't wait to get on the field because uh, obviously um, we opened up huge holes for Merlin Gordon uh, last week. And uh, yeah, I don't expect I'll be able to, I'd say, be just was licking his lips really uh, and just be, I'd say, can't wait to get on the field and just repeat that success. Um, the, I think the Rams will win, but I think this will be close. I'd say I think the 9.5 favourite is a pretty big divisional game, as you say. Uh, NFC West is quite a tough division. Uh, and the Seahawks are quite an emotional team as well. They'll be at home. Uh, sorry, they'll be away going into you know the, the enemy territory. And I think if this were at home, I think if this were a central link, I'd be back in the Hawks. Mm. But it's not, so I'm not happy to give it the Rams. No, I'll still take, I'll still take the, the Seahawks with the points. I just think they'll, they'll keep it close. They always do, usually uh, in NFC West battles. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So from one divisional rival to another over the other side of the country for the NFC East, and your Cowboys going into Philadelphia. Yeah. Do we do we have to? <laughs> Just don't want to talk about Dallas anymore, I guess. Um, yeah, Philadelphia Eagles, uh, seven-point favourites in this one. Uh, I think the that would be quite a popular bet with most people this week uh, for the punters out there. Over under 43 and a half. Now, but the one glimmer of hope uh, is that the, the corners there for Philadelphia are a bit banged up, Jalen Mills, etc. Um, probably are going to be missing this one. So if, if on the odd occasion that we do... do go deep or go a bit vertical there the, the, the chance might be there I don't think we're going to win on the floor on the on the ground there with Zeke because their run defence is one of the best in the league um, but I fully expect the, the Philadelphia Eagles to heap some uh, some more more misery on the Cowboys and uh, they, they say they could quite easily lose the next couple straight um, it, uh, Dallas and yeah, it could potentially be 3-9 and nine in, in a couple of weeks time so just I kind of didn't listen to the rest of that because I was laughing so hard that you saying the Cowboys going deep yeah, they're not looking great. Um, and yeah, like I said, last podcast, uh, not even as though you can look forward to the first round of the draft, is it? You're going to have to be clever with the way you uh, sort of deal things uh, in, in the springtime. Yeah, we don't do clever, mate. So uh, <laughs> don't, don't do clever. Although so shout, shout, shout out to that that um, there's a, an impersonator of Jason Garrett floating around on social media. That's that's pretty funny. 
<laughs> What's that? Is that just an account that sort of spring up like a parody account? Or no, it's just someone that posted a video. Just but he dressed up as Jason Garrett that had a, um, dyed his hair and just put all the gear on and just does it. I, I'll, I'll retweet it uh, when this when this goes up. But it's quite funny. Yeah, no, I've not seen that. So yeah, no, definitely get that out there for everyone to look at. And I'll I'll be one of those people who need to see that. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we pay our weekly homage to him each week. I wonder if we could get him on as a guest yeah. to present the Jason Garrett corner. Could you imagine? <laughs> we'll see. Uh, anyway, moving swiftly on just to the final game of the slate on Monday Night Football. Um, New York Giants at the San Francisco. So yeah, like I say, Monday Night Football, New York Football Giants, San Francisco 49ers. What a game. You know, cross-country rival with loads of history. A little bit of needle. Uh, you know, should be well worth staying up for. Mm, <laughs> not too sure about that one. Maybe not. Uh, yeah, like I say, uh, not, a great, not a great one for Monday Night Football. Probably doesn't rival the uh, the Bills versus the Jets for the worst game. But yeah, it's up there. Uh, the Giants have just been a huge disappointment, haven't they? And the, the 49ers have just been derailed by injuries. Um, just like I say, uh, like I said previously, just like almost losing once a week. Uh, one one a week injury-wise, should I say. And... Mm. Um, I think the most interesting aspect of this game could be seeing what the 49ers actually have in mean, Nick Mullins. Obviously, played very, very well last week. But that was against the Raiders team that's just given up, I think, on the season. You know, can he do it two weeks in a row? It's going to be interesting. Um, sort of looking at teams, looking at him, I think, for who might need a bridge quarterback um, next year. So, obviously, I've got my draft hat on already now that we're putting teams in the ground in terms of their season. Uh, the 2019 draft class isn't great, uh, but the 2020 class is looking pretty good. So, CJ Beathard, anyone? You know, if Nick Mullins can back up Jimmy G, can they trade CJ Beathard? Giants, Jags, Bills, he's better than what you've got at the moment. Mm. And enough that you'll have a good shot at Justin Herbert, Stuart Tagovailoa, Dwayne Haskins in 2020. Uh, but he'll make you semi-competitive and you know better to watch than the quarterback that you've got at the moment. Uh, so it's a strong business, I'd say to me. You know, so... Second round pick for CJ Beathard, who would say no? Uh, and you could put club in Indianapolis in this uh, with regards to Jacoby Brissett. Mm. Yeah, no, I don't don't disagree with any of that. Um, I, I just think this is a really. I don't, I don't think Nick Mullins is going to be as good as he was against a, a quitting Oakland team last week. Uh, I think the Giants is in a really good bounce box spot here, and I don't know why they're three and a half point underdogs. To be quite honest, I know they're they're trash just as much as the Forty ers have been, but uh, I think off the buy. Uh, they've got enough firepower there. The defense is the San Francisco defense is hardly uh, hardly the, the the hardest, the stoutest uh, in the league. So I quite like the Giants in this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with what you're saying, but you've got you've got Eli Manning at the back of the you know the offense there, throwing the ball to everyone. And um, you know he's become very very needle at the moment, hasn't he? So uh, it's where we can get his ball to the receivers. Yeah, I think it should be a heavy dose of Saquon Barkley. To be fair. Yeah, it could be. I guess he doesn't have to throw it too far to him, does he? So yeah, um, maybe. Yeah, anything, anything, any, anything uh, within two yards would be right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just let him sort of run about. So, yeah, maybe a bit of a highlight reel coming up for, for Saquon on Monday night. Mm. Uh, he performed quite well, didn't he? He's, he did he make uh, Monday night appearance previously? Or my finger of Thursday night, where everyone was raving about him. Thursday. Thursday, yeah. yeah. So yeah. On prime time, when they, when they yeah, got beat by the night, Eagles. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, good memory, better than me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, yeah. I'd go for the, I'd go for the Niners. To be honest, um, I just think at home, Giants just aren't, aren't very good. Uh, and yeah, I'd be, I'd be interested to see if Nick Mullins. I'm sort of rooting for him. I'm kind of wanting him to be good and just sort of seeing how that sort of unfolds in the quarterback room. Uh, I think it will just add something to sort of the draft season. And just looking forward to that, really. Mm. Yeah, 
But yeah, unfortunately, it's not the, not the best way to end uh, week 10 uh, Slater games. No, it's not, unfortunately. Already looking months in advance uh, to, you know, who might be moving teams. Yeah, not the, not the best advertisement. But yeah, yeah. anyway, so yeah, that wraps up the wraps up this week's slate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what have, we, what have we got left to do today? Obviously, we're going to... Oh, big break. Yeah, obviously, yeah, the big news. Uh, no one... Uh, the, the prize was not claimed uh, for, for the October prize draw, so we're going to go and redraw that. So, Leif, do you, you want to pick another number for me? Uh, so let's go for 33. 33, OK. Drum roll, please. <laughs> So number thirty-three is at Rai Rai Fox. You are the the winner of the second winner, if you like, of the uh, October jersey. So obviously, if you are listening to this podcast uh, at Rai Rai Fox, which is uh, at R Y R Y Fox. So if you are if you are listening, get in touch with us at Full Ten Yards in our DMs to claim your NFL jersey. And again, we will give you another. Uh, we'll give you exactly one week to do that till next Thursday. Uh, and then otherwise we'll we'll get, we'll keep rolling over. Surely, surely someone out there wants an NFL jersey. Yeah, please claim it. We, <laughs> we do want to give it away, honestly. Yeah, and obviously just a reminder. Obviously, our November giveaway is a Larry Fitzgerald jersey, um, which is currently on the on its way in the post to me. Um, and again, if you want to win that, uh, all you have to do is just um, take a screenshot of your review of the podcast, send it to us uh, to the pin tweet that's on our on our social media, and obviously retweet that tweet as well. So it's free, it's easy, and it'll t- literally take you thirty seconds to do. So that is uh, if you want to have a, a chance of winning uh, Larry Fitzgerald Arizona Cardinals vintage jersey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you know, a legend, legend of the game as well. So yeah, definitely a prize, even if you're not a Cardinals fan. Uh, yeah, so a prize to be be had, a prize, a good prize as well. Yeah, I mean, certainly something to to keep hold of, and it'd be worth it's worth something in a few years. And I say, if you're one of the people that maybe go out and watch a game, maybe you could try and get him to sign it, and it'd be worth a hell of a lot more. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so just before we wrap up, um, we've almost done it again with our. Uh, we have a habit of there being sort of breaking news just as we stop recording. This one's just just come in. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this one, but we've we've kind of caught this, so I can announce it. Um, okay. So breaking news. Unfortunately, Des Bryant seems to have hurt himself quite seriously. The Saints are saying they uh, fear he's torn his Achilles, <laughs> so they uh, might not even get to the Saints jersey. Unfortunately, because oh, that'll be a season ender. That is Possibly, amazing. Possibly, you know, career end. That is amazing. Yeah, that's not. Uh, I suppose that's what's sitting on the couch, doesn't it? He's probably not conditioned, and he's tried to go 100 into in a Saints practice or you know mid-season, mm. and then he's uh, overdone it. Maybe there you go, Wowzers. Yeah, big big breaking news there on the uh, on the podcast. But uh, yeah, yeah. So all those people who went out and spent loads of waiver wine money. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, scandals. Um, yeah, don't don't know quite how to act on there. It's a bit of a bombshell to end uh, to the show. I'm going to talk to to Adam shortly and get all the best bets for week ten. So I'm gonna I'm not going to put him in any of uh, any of my best bets. Yeah, yeah. Glad we got it in before we finish recording anyway. Mm. Okay, so this not going to win us any cash today. So let's see what me and Adam think uh, for the, our best bets for week ten. <laughs> you know what time it is. I know what time it is. It's time to win some quiche. And, uh, of course, we're joined by Adam of Touchdown Tips. And, Adam, we had a, a stellar week last week. Yeah, you especially smashed it completely. It was a very, very good week for you. 
It was. Uh, before we get, before obviously, obviously it's week 10 now, so uh, not, not many more opportunities to, to have a, a, that good a week. But uh, do you just want to recap for the listeners all the uh, all the bets that we did for last week and uh, all, the, all the winners and the losers? Yep, last week you landed your nap. It was the first touchdown of the day. You had Latavius Murray any time. Uh, he just about scored it by millimetres before he fumbled it into the end zone. But that was the start of your treble as well. You landed the treble. You had McCaffrey versus Tampa, uh, Kareem Hunt versus Cleveland and Murray versus Detroit. That was near enough 5-1. to one. I landed my anytime treble. I had Howard versus Buffalo, Nick Chubb versus KC. I thought I landed it. I'm just out of rethink. I'm sure um, Nick Chubb scored, didn't he? Uh, he did, yes. Yeah, sorry, just it just hit me that maybe you didn't. Um, so yeah, I landed my treble as well, around ten to one for my treble. Uh, you also landed a couple of long shots. You had Capri Bibbs at eleven to two. You had Devante Booker at nine to two, both of which I'm very impressed with. They're much much over the uh, two to one that you normally go with. <laughs> you landed your handicap treble as well, about six to one. You had the Chiefs by eight and a half. You had the Panthers by six and Pittsburgh three. And I believe you also landed the totals treble at five to one. Yeah, very good. So that uh, very was good. a massive week for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, shame the Rams. If the Rams uh, could have got it done against the against the Saints, I could nearly would have. I would have had a full house pretty much. Yeah, you would have just been the two gigantic any times that didn't come in. Yeah. But yeah, that would have been a remarkable week because Pittsburgh plus three was your hand was your upset yeah. and the next best. So yeah, you would have had a ridiculous week. Whereas. I landed my nap, I landed my anytime treble, and I landed my handicap treble. Mm. Uh, but your Cowboys let me down for my 11 to 1 money line. So we were both comfortably in profit for the week. I think you probably about trebled me. I've not actually added it up. But, uh, yeah, so I got, I got those. So on the week, I was plus 26.12, uh, 26.12, uh, you were plus 9.69. So yeah, if, they, uh, the, if the Cowboys would have come in, it would have been obviously uh, a hell of a lot closer. But um, overall for the season, uh, do you want to have a guess at what we're plus and minus over the season? Between us or Yeah, between us, yeah, yeah, uh, between us. Between us. So we were, what, 35 this week? Yeah. So I think probably on about seventy. Correct. Yeah, 70, 70 points up. I mean, that's Ooh, that's some good going, isn't yeah. it? That's some good going. I think I think if we yeah. had losing bet, if we did stake to our, our normal stakes for the rest of the season, I think we'd still come out even. So we're pretty much playing with the house money now for the rest of the season. So, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Well, hopefully, obviously, we don't want to do that. Hopefully, no. we'll carry on the no the. Uh, the wins and keep bringing in the money for people absolutely and that's a very good segue into week 10 then so what uh, what have you gone for money line this week uh, money line i've gone quite short this week just a fourfold i've got the patriots um at the titans i've got the saints at the Bengals. i've got the falcons at the browns and i've got the buccaneers against the redskins the it's the patriots they're probably going to win. Um, Bill Belichick has a good record against his old um, coaches, and Mike Vrabel's their coach in Tennessee. Um, the Bengals don't have AJ Green, and that's that's a massive loss. I know that the Saints are probably getting a bit tired. They've had a few big games, and they've got a big game next week. But I would be surprised if they slip up against my Bengals. The Falcons uh, or Falcons have got it are in form at the moment, and they're playing the Browns who. Didn't look very good last week. They lost a couple of defensive players, which is um, a big loss. I don't know whether Denzel Ward will play for them this week. And the Buccaneers are home to the Redskins. The Redskins 
lost three or four of their offensive line last week, and I don't think that they're going to be able to get it done. So my money line fourfold is 3.32 to 1, so just over 3 to 1. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at the money line, uh, money line accumulator this week, and um, I've got I've gone for six teams here, but even that doesn't even go, barely goes over nine to two, um, and I've, they're not really that short a, a lot apart from I've, I've, I'm not going anywhere near Kansas City um, or the other who's the other big the big price favorite this this you week. You got Kansas week. sixteen to our, uh, sixteen and a half. The Packers are ten. Yeah, the Rams are ten. There's a few tens, isn't there? Yeah, that's yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, I've pretty much missed missed all of those, but my money line uh, accumulated have gone for Atlanta, uh, away to Cleveland, New England against Tennessee, New Orleans, although I don't really like the New Orleans one. Um, bit, bit of a letdown spot there potentially for New Orleans. Obviously, they've been on the road a couple of uh, few few times over the last couple of weeks. Uh, obviously, the big win over the Rams last week just could potentially be a letdown spot for them. Maybe maybe they, they win and just maybe get away with a the win there. But um, yeah, it wasn't too too... Happy with that, and then char- yeah, Chargers and Green Bay. Are, I've added in because they're just um, kind of boosters, if you like. And then uh, Philadelphia to beat the Cowboys. Um, whilst I don't like the handicap of seven, I still think that uh, they should crap all over us. Uh, so those six there: Atlanta, New England, New Orleans, uh, Chargers, Green Bay, and Philadelphia is nine to two, or just over nine to two on Betfair. Yeah, I, I I'm not going to touch Dallas after last week. No. It'd just be typical for them to win this yeah. week after losing in a miserable way last week. So yeah, I thought I'm not going near that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a funny old game that one because if yeah, lo and behold, if if, da- if Dallas actually um, decide to win that game, uh, could that division gets very interesting. Uh, obviously, just being a game back uh, from the lead, but, uh, but beating obviously having the head-to-head until our second meeting there with Philadelphia, so it could get could get quite interesting. It might be just the way that the uh, the script writers want it, maybe because the NFC East is not is a bit trash this year. But um, we'll wait and see. But yeah, all things being equal, Philadelphia should uh, should crap all over Dallas. Sean, there's no Sean Lee. Uh, he's he's handed in his loyalty card for hamstring injury, so he's got one free. So he's got two this year. <laughs> Um, which is yeah, just but um, yeah, uh, that's my mind line. So what's your handicap? I, I've got him in an IDP league. Oh, have you? Yeah. Well, that, Sorry, yeah. I've got uh, Sean Lee in an IDP league, and it's it's really annoying because I knew, I know full well I'm only going to get a half a season out of him, but it's trying to figure out the games where he is actually going to play without yeah. dying. Yeah. And there's not many of them. If you got um, to, to replace him, just pick up Van Der Esch or Jalen Smith. They've been really good this year. I picked up J Jamon Brown. I think it was. It was some some guy I read leads his team in tackles. I can't remember what his name was. Yeah, um, but yeah, Van Der Esch was gone ages ago. That was he. Yeah. Uh, I, One of the best linebackers yeah. in the league this year. Um, he, he's done well, hasn't he? Yeah, I'm yeah. surprised. After um, I wasn't expecting it to be honest. No, he's I started... picked up Jayon Brown from the Tennessee Titans. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, yeah, he should get quite a few tackles actually in that game. But um, yeah, Van der Esch obviously without without going off on too much of a tangent. But yeah, Van der Esch struggled first couple of weeks, but looking pretty good now uh, as that first round pick from this year. So uh, let's go over to handicaps. Then what have you gone for this week? Love handicaps this week. Yeah, my handicap treble. I've stuck with the Buccaneers. I've got Buccaneers minus three. Uh, I have taken on one of those ten point games that you mentioned. I've got the Seahawks plus ten. And I've got the Giants plus three and a half on Monday night. Hmm. And if the first two win, I may well hedge after trying to learn my lesson from last week hmm. on the Monday night game. So, uh, the Buccaneers, like I say, the Redskins are decimated at offensive line. And the Buccaneers actually have a pretty good um, defensive front. So I'd be surprised if um, Alex Smith gets much time. Hmm. Uh, the Seahawks, it's the biggest underdog that Russell Wilson has been in his career. Yep. Um, the four closest to 10 points, he's won all of them against the spread. And the Giants, 
they've got to be due a win. And I'm not buying the Nick Mullins hype. I think no. it was just because they played an awful, awful Raiders team. Yeah. And um, I'm surprised that they're three and a half point favourites. I think they're about the same kind of team. So yeah. I'll uh, take them on. And that treble turned out to be about six to one. Mm. It's uh, basically three ten to eleven. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I agree. With my, I agree with all those. Um, yeah, the Giants totally agree as well. I mean, Oakland are, are awful, and Nick Mullins. Um, yeah, he's you know, if Nick Mullins was so good, why why did they hesitate to go to him when they had C.J. Befford injured with a wrist a while back, or you know, pre- in previous weeks? But exactly. Um, yeah, and obviously Giants coming off a bye as well. Really, yeah. I mean, they uh, they they might form part of my next best, uh, the Giants, but on the on the handicap. But it's very unusual for me. It's the first week where I actually, I mean, I've got like, I've got one, two, three, four, five. I've got seven, six or seven uh, handicaps written down here, and I've had to I've only narrowed it down to four because normally I know we normally do do a travel, but I just love I love all the handicaps this week, um, which is either a really good thing or a really bad thing. But we uh, we agree on a couple. So Seattle plus ten again, I think is a, is a steal. Um, like you say, Russell Wilson. He's only been he's only had uh, been a, a more than a touchdown underdog in I think three games, and he's won all three, uh, won all three against the spread. So, um, yeah, I'm going to take Seattle plus ten. Rams similar to my next pick. Uh, the Rams obviously are in Mexico City next week, uh, international series game there in Mexico City against the Chiefs. So, could be a bit of a look ahead spot. And obviously, it'd be interesting to see how the Rams, obviously on the back of their first defeat, respond to to a bit of adversity. Sometimes it might you know knock the confidence a little bit so it'd just be quite interesting to see uh, to see how they how they recover from that uh, the other com- the other couple I've gone for Jacksonville plus three I don't think that they should be underdogs in this game against Indianapolis I don't I don't like Indianapolis at all good offense but I think this uh, this could be the game I know we said it earlier as well in the season that this could be the game that Jacksonville come out and make a statement on defense uh, I'm going to give them one more go if not they're they're going to tell tear themselves apart in that locker room after the game so Jacksonville plus three I'm, I'm happy to take that all day long I don't see Indianapolis uh, pulling away from anyone especially with that defense uh, Jalen Ramsey will shadow T.Y. Hilton for the majority of that game. Uh, I know AJ Boye, I think, is out, but they they don't really have any other players on the uh, Indianapolis offensive uh, wide receiving core there. So, you know, Jack Doyle returns, but uh, I, I think Jacksonville will take keep it close and they could uh, quite easily win the game. Uh, the other two I've gone for, like I say, I've gone for a fourfold here. Um, I've, I've gone for Arizona plus 18. Um, which is just a crazy. I think it's the biggest underdog of the of the season so far, which makes sense. Is Kansas City going into to Arizona? Uh, I just think it's that it's going to be a backdoor back backdoor handicap cover. Uh, David Johnson's getting the ball a lot more as well, and Kansas City are, are pretty bad against uh, running backs. So in the, whilst they're they're okay in the air, they're they're, they're still there to be got out on, on the ground. Um, Kansas City again could be looking forward to next week against the Rams in Mexico, uh, Mexico City. So give me eighteen points, uh, even if it is Arizona. I expect them to to keep it with keep it surely within that that amount. Um, but generally, obviously, Kansas City games they can usually name the score that they, that they want. Um, but I'm, I'm just going to take the points and that one. And then to finish it off, uh, I've gone Atlanta minus four. This is mainly due to. The, the injuries on the defensive side uh, of Cleveland's quite a lot of people out and, and questionable. Uh, I know I think Denzel Ward I think was is is going to be okay but it has a hip problem but there's loads of other players on that defense there that are missing. So give me Atlanta minus four, one of the the, hot, the hotter offenses uh, in the league over you know, over the course of the season, uh, especially after you know, the week one debacle. But um, yeah, they seem to have got all their red zone issues sorted out now, uh, and I expect them to put a lot of points on uh, on Cleveland. Uh, they're not they're not stopping anyone. It could be could be spiraling out of control there in Cleveland. So I'm going to take the minus four there with Atlanta. Uh, that comes to an eight eight point just over eight and a half to one. 
fourfold there. But the other ones are just some honourable mentions. The Giants, like you said, really like the Giants plus three and a half there on Monday night, and Green Bay plus ten as well. I like all of those. Yeah, the Green Bay one, obviously Miami are used to playing in nice, warm, yeah. comfortable temperatures, and apparently it's going to be around zero up in uh, Green Bay, so that's yeah. going to be a shock to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through the last four games, Miami been <clears> at home, haven't they? So yeah. Uh, could be a very much an Aaron Jones game there in that in that one. So, okay, so that brings us to uh, totals. Yeah, do you want to go first on these? Because I'm pretty useless on the totals. I've <laughs> noticed over the last few weeks. Wow, it's just it's, with, with totals. It's just trying to get trying to understand what the game script's going to be like, and um, you know, just trying to try it's trying to analyse the matchup a bit more, isn't it? So. Um, whilst I quite fancied, I really fancied the o, the over last night in the Pittsburgh Cincinnati game. Obviously, that's a bit cheating to to do to do that. I can't really do that <laughs> as much as I as I'd like yeah, to. Yeah, I, I, I was going to tip up uh, Pittsburgh to win by thirty five points, you know, but uh, yeah, just missed out. Yeah. Uh, okay, so a couple I've gone for. So I've gone under uh, in the Jacksonville Indianapolis Colts game, uh, under forty six and a half again. I'd, I don't see many. I don't see both teams really getting to twenty in this one. I think it could be yeah, it could be Jacksonville. Still poor on, on, on offence, even if Leonard Fournette is back. But it's a bit of a muddy backfield there. And the Indianapolis Colt front, front seven has been OK. Darius Leonard, obviously, one of the stars this year on the defence from the rookie side of things. And I just think Jacksonville will improve on defence and, and limit uh, Indianapolis to, to some points. So, and 46 and a half, there's the line. Quite like the under on there. I've gone under again for Chicago-Detroit. Um, the Golden Tate thing, when, when they traded Golden Tate, was a bit of a strange one. It kind of almost signals that they've given up on the season without trying, without without actually admitting it. And Chicago Bears should have a lot more pieces back on defence, and they're not the most potent of offences, are they? Uh, despite the Detroit Lions defence not being that great. But um, Darius Slay is obviously still there for Detroit, and he'll probably match up against Allen Robinson. So it just depends on what Chicago can get done in the run game. And if it's a run-heavy game, because it's quite close, the, the clock's going to chew, uh, and I'm quite happy to take... Uh, under 43 and a half there. It's quite low because quite these both of these teams are quite capable. I mean, we've had games where they've they've easily scored over 30 points this season. Uh, but I just think it's more of the matchup. It's an, it's an NFC North matchup as well. Um, and then to complete the, complete the trifecta, uh, I'm going under the 36 and a half Buffalo and New York Jets. These teams just, uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, 36.5 in this time, this point in the NFL. Uh, it's quite frankly quite ridiculous um, and the quarterback issues obviously at Buffalo we don't know, really know who's going to start probably be Nathan Peterman again um, so what's probably going to screw us is the, the Jets might, might score a defensive touchdown of their own obviously they got done by one last week but again I don't see these two teams getting to, to 20 each and if you're not going to get to 20 each it's going to be hard to get to 36 and a half um, so I've gone under there those two uh, again they're all 10 to 11 so 5.95 uh, 5 to 1 for the treble yeah, I um, yeah, thirty six and a half is just I, I can't do it. I can't do under thirty six and a half. I think the Jets are actually better at the moment, so they may well score some points. I think there could be defensive scores. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see, but uh, yeah, fingers crossed for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but definitely, definitely not fingers crossed in Detroit versus Chicago because I've got overs on that one. Uh, I saw the forty three point five and thought that's easily doable. Both of these teams can score points. If Stafford gets behind, he can just lob it. I know that he's missing Golden Tate, and obviously last week they're a stinking mess, but that's another reason why I think they'll bounce back this week because they need to show people that they're not as bad as they were. That offensive line's actually quite good. Mm. So to give up 10 sacks or 11 sacks last week, they're going to be embarrassed, and they should stand up to the test there. Um, I've also got the Chargers versus Oakland over 50. 
the Raiders, as we saw last week, are just hot garbage. They are absolutely awful. They cannot defend, but they are at home. Um, so I would imagine they're going to put up 15-20, and I think the Chargers can score 35 against them. And I've got overs in Atlanta versus Cleveland. Mm. A bit more of a risk because it's outside in yeah. the cold, cold north. Mm. But as we said, with a few of the Brown secondary banged up, the Falcons secondary we know is not very good. I think both of those teams will be able to score quite a few points. So I've got over 51 there. Um, putting that with Detroit over 43 and a half and Atlanta over 51. It's about six to one for that treble for me. Yeah, about yeah. The uh, the Cleveland one's gonna be another cold one, isn't it? And um, yeah, could quite easily be over. Obviously, Atlanta get out to a big lead. Atlanta's defense, obviously, not one of the great ones of the season. They've improved over the last couple of weeks, but yeah, I can see I can see an over there. But uh, I think the weather put me off for that one a little bit. Uh, being being cold, um, but yeah, no, don't mind that whatsoever. Okay, let's move on to uh, any time touchdown scorers. I'll go first. So I've gone with uh, three running backs uh, who should um, gone for uh, David Johnson of returning to the fire. Uh, Eleven to ten, I thought was a pretty good price actually for him. Uh, Tevin Coleman. Uh, the Browns can't really defend against the run and are a bit beaten up on defense. So Tevin Coleman had a really good game last week. So I think maybe start to see him hit his stride a little bit towards the back end of the season. And then Melvin Gordon. Uh, the, I think it's just going to be a case of get get the job done early there in uh, in Oakland and, and get out with the win. Uh, so those three there are just under five to one there for the for the Acker for the treble. Yep, can't argue with any of them. Um, Melvin Gordon scored ten or ten or ten odd on the season, and he seems to score every week. So that's uh, definitely one I I would like to get on. Mm. Right, who you've gone for? Uh, yeah, my. My my treble is Jordan Howard versus the Lions, uh, Travis Kelsey versus the Cardinals, and Mike Thomas versus the Bengals. Uh, Howard, uh, he's playing. I know that the Lions signed um, David Harrison to shore up the run defense, but I still think that Howard will be able to smash one in. Uh, Kelsey was a, I think he was just over evens at, against Arizona, mm. uh, which I thought was very good odds. And I've yeah. also taken their second tight end later on, which I'll mention in, in a minute. Yeah. Uh, and Michael Thomas versus the Bengals. Uh, I I honestly think that the Saints could destroy us this week. And Michael Thomas, obviously 211 like, yards, I think it was last week. Yeah, yeah. He is in pretty decent form and he will run all over our um, cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, my trouble is about 5-1 to one as well. Nice, like it. Okay, a couple of outsiders then. So, I'll, I'll go first. So, I think in my hand this one is that the Chargers will get out to a massive lead because the Oakland Raiders aren't going to try. Potentially, uh, because it's a divisional game, the Raiders might might actually try and do something. But I've gone for Justin Jackson, 11-1. to Because um, if Melvin Gordon obviously has had that hamstring injury, uh, he's just come back off, looked okay last week. But um, if this one gets out of hand early, I can see the, I can see the reserves being on the field um, for, for quite a while in this one, maybe even the whole second half if things go the right way in, in terms of game script. But Justin Jackson, 11-1, to just as a bit of a speculative, speculative effort there. I'm sure you'll be proud of me for that. Uh, and then secondly, uh, Michael Gallup. <laughs> Michael Gallup uh, is 5-1 to one against the Philadelphia Eagles. Now I'm not expecting Dallas to put up a lot of points. But Gallup... It's had his fair few share of targets over the last couple of weeks, and he's the he's the guy that can go downfield and make things happen, um, especially since Tavon Austin's been out. But um, the, the the corners there in the secondary for Jalen Mills and and all the rest of the guys back there are a bit banged up and could miss could be missing a few guys at the back at the back end of that secondary. So 
Um, you know, if if on the one occasion we do decide to throw it, to throw it deep, um, Gallup should be on the end of it. Obviously, we've got Amari Cooper now, but he's um, you know it might be a bit too obvious. So they might focus their their efforts on him, and Michael Gallup could, could just sneak down the sideline and, and get one there. So I've just gone for those two today. Uh, five to one there for Gallup, eleven to one for Justin Jackson. Nice, yeah. Like you say, um, everyone's going to be paying attention to Amari Cooper, especially after you seem to have been force feeding him last week. So yeah. I would imagine he'll be well covered. Yeah. So, yeah, it makes sense going for Gallup to um, giddy up down the sideline. Yep. Uh, hey. <clears throat> yeah, my... <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd be happy with that one. Uh, my slightly long shots, I have taken your your lead on anything over 2-1 to one or around 2-1, to because yeah, yeah. I'll admit there's one slightly under. Um, I've got MVS, uh, Marquez Veldes-Scantling versus yeah. the Dolphins. Yeah. Uh, Joanna Marlinson was put on IR this week, and MVS is 9-4 to four to score any time against the Dolphins. He's either had over 100 yards or a touchdown in the last four games. I have Demetrius Harris again. He won me won me a bet a few weeks back uh, as a long shot. He's 17-2 to two to score for the Chiefs against the Cardinals. Um, I just have something in my head that the Cardinals aren't very good against a tight end. I might be wrong, but it seems to be lurking around there. Uh, Duke Johnson Jr. versus the Falcons. He is 23-10. to 10. He was very close to being my nap, but um, I've given Ooh. it a miss. The, the Falcons are not very good against pass-catching running backs, and the new head coach slash offensive coach uh, coordinator in Cleveland, they targeted uh, DJJ a lot last week, and he scored two touchdowns. So 23-10, uh, to 10, I think that's very, very good odds for him. And I've taken the other running back in Atlanta. I've gone Monito Smith at 7-4. to four. Uh, for the last of my outsider, just under two to one, so not what I normally class an outsider, but no. I was going to mention him later on, so I thought I've got to get him in somewhere. Yeah, not bad. And as much as I loved the giddy up down the sideline for Michael Gallup, you missed uh, the opportunity to say you duped out the way of making him your nap. But there we go. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There's always there's always one there in the in the brain cell for me. But um, yeah, don't mind those whatsoever. Uh, so that just leaves us with the upsets and the naps and the next best. So let's start with upset. Uh, I've gone Jacksonville uh, five to four. Obviously, you're getting plus three on the handicap. Uh, and again, I think it's just a game that they can go in and win purely if the defense uh, turns back, turns up after after their bye. So um, don't think Indianapolis are, are that great a team, although they've played better than their, maybe their their record suggests. But uh, yeah, Jacksonville are the team I've gone for for this week. Cool. Yeah, I I'm actually quite high on Indy for the rest of the season, so uh, I don't entirely agree. But I do think, obviously, if Jacksonville get the defense sorted and with Fournette being back, it could be an utterly different team this week. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they pull off the win. Mm. Uh, my upset is the Lions going into. Uh, I don't think the Bears are as good as they're being made out. And like you said earlier, this is an NFC North matchup, so I wouldn't be surprised if they pull off a shock win. They are about five to two, twelve to five, depending where you look. Mm. Yep, yeah, not too bad. Okay, so let's round it off then with our next bests and our naps. So to cause a bit, uh, get a bit of atmosphere, we're going naps and leave, uh, next best and leave naps to the end. So my next best, I flit, uh, flitted between uh, Tevin Coleman any time. Uh, and New York Giants on the handicap. So without, because I, I like the handicap so much, I'm just going to leave the handicaps to the handicap. And I, my handicap is a nap as well. So I'm going to plump for uh, Tevin Coleman any time there for next for next best uh, against Cleveland. 
No, yeah, obviously, I, I agree with you on a running back or two running backs are going to score against him, so definitely can't argue with that one. Uh, ironically, my next best was going to be uh, Judge Ito, uh, Ito Smith, but yeah. given the fact that you've gone with Tevin Coleman, I will do as you suggested and Duke to Ray. Mr. Johnson Jr. Uh, on the opposite side of the ball at 23-10. to 10. Nice one. Okay, and then round up best bet of the week then, Adam. Mine is uh, the Chargers minus nine and a half. I know I didn't put them in my my handicap fourfold, but that's because I put it as a fourfold. I didn't really want to waste the pick in there. Uh, but this Chargers, it's not so much the Chargers, um, you know, being that that good, although they are pretty decent on the back of a five winning uh, five game win streak. But this Oakland Raiders, uh, they they quit last week, didn't they, against the San Francisco 49ers? You know, even even in that game, you think they'd get up for it, just to trip across the bridge there uh, into San Francisco. But no, they uh, decided just to fold like a house of cards that just been blown over, uh, and it's going to be the, the same again this week so if they if they got up for the game last week against san francisco i kind of thought oh maybe a bit of personal pride but uh, i don't even think an afc west battle uh, with the Chargers can can save them this week no no i agree with you it's it's a big handicap but as we all saw the raiders are just horrible so can't argue with that uh my nap is michael thomas anytime against the bengals four to five uh, it's basically what i said before yeah. the cincinnati secondary is pretty awful and I, I get the feeling they could be one all over this week. Yeah, yeah, like it. Okay, so that's obviously that's all the week ten bets. But uh, Adam, whilst we've got a couple of minutes, I, I, I thought I thought it'd be a good idea to to go back into the archives, as it were, for and just have, take a little bit of look at all the bets that we that we did at the start of the season. Just so obviously we did the hundred pound challenge, and obviously uh, there's some other anti post bets there that I did that I quite fancied, including uh, Baltimore and the handicap in week one against Buffalo five points. Uh, so that's obviously a winner. But uh, let's let's take a look at the the, the bets that we did uh, in the in the hundred pound challenge. Um, just to see, kind of to just see where we stand. Uh, obviously, uh, we, we start from the top. Super Bowl uh, outright. Obviously, I've gone Chargers uh, each way, and you went the Houston Texans. So those two looking in pretty good form. Yeah, obviously Texans are top of their division by a couple of games, and the Chargers, as you said earlier, are on a big winning streak. They're only lost to the Chiefs and the Rams. Yeah. So I think we're looking pretty good either way on um, on that one. Yep. I mean, obviously it's not easy. Uh, and if they get anywhere near, I'd be quite happy with the Texans, to be honest. I think they're, a false, they're in a false position at the moment, but they are top of their division. They're in the driving seat, so yeah. quite happy with my 25-1 to 1 on them. Yeah, and then for the conferences, uh, I, of course, did my cross-doubles. So I had Chargers, Jags and Titans in the AFC, cross-doubled with the Rams, the Vikings and the Falcons. Um, <clears throat> obviously, that's going to rely on the Chargers there, really, uh, for the AFC side. So Pittsburgh and New England and Kansas City, obviously, will have something to say about that. But on the NFC side, quite happy with those three. Uh, on your side, you went, obviously, Vikings uh, for the NFC as a single, but obviously you doubled that across with um, the, the Chargers for the AFC as well. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I agreed with you on the Chargers and the Vikings. They're not top of their division, but <clears throat> I think the cream will rise. They're, they're, they've been getting better week by week. The defense has been getting better and better. And I think they'll overtake the Rams. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, the Bears by the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just breaking that down into divisional, we had, both had divisional no. bets as well, didn't we? So I had the Chargers for the West and the Rams, the LA double, if it, uh, if you like. But again, I think maybe the Kansas City Chiefs probably need to lose next week in Mexico City against the Rams for the Chargers to have a chance in that division. Obviously, it probably come down to the uh, divisional game in, in a couple of weeks' time. For you in the divisions, you just had the Vikings and the Rams uh, as a double, so that's looking pretty decent. 
Yep, quite happy with that. You're going to be, by the look of it, very unlucky because I could see the Chargers finishing with 12 wins and still not winning the division. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. pretty horrible. But uh, yeah, the Chiefs are just that far ahead this year on offense. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on to some other ones. So team wins, total team wins. I've gone Buffalo under five and a half. Uh, which is a bit shaky, obviously, considering they've pulled out um, some funny wins out this season. Um, but pretty much already weighed in the Oakland Raiders under eight and a, eight, eight, under eight wins. I mean, that was... I, I said it at the time, that's just absolute standout for me. Uh, you joined me, obviously. Your nap was uh, Buffalo under five and a half as well. I think we should be still okay there. I, I can't see them getting to six. I uh, can't see them getting to five. But um, again, yeah, we, we've got a team, that, the defence is playing okay, so they can put out funny results like they did against Minnesota. Um, and obviously, then you also went Seattle Seahawks under seven and a half. Yeah, the Seahawks uh, were a lot better than I expected them to be. I'll mm. admit that. Um, still in with half a chance, but yeah, yeah I'd, I'd be surprised if the Bills get to five, to be honest. But yeah. the two wins, I'm, I'm amazed they have them. And like yeah. you said, they they've been able to pull off random results. So yeah. Yeah. It w- we'd be very unlucky to lose it, I think. Mm. Yeah, it'll probably come down to the uh, AFC East games, won't it? I think they've obviously still got a couple to play. I think they've got the, Jet, the Jets or the Dolphins to play twice, I think. So, um, yeah, hold on to your hats for that one, maybe. Yeah. Um, moving on to what have we got here. Most passing, rushing or receiving yards. I went Philip Rivers' most passing yards. Hasn't really got any legs on it. Um, obviously, they've not really needed to pass as much as I thought they may have done pre-season. Obviously, they've just given the ball to, to Melvin Gordon and obviously Pat, they, a certain Mr. Patrick Mahomes uh, entered the league. Uh, for you, you've obviously got most rushing yards, Zeke Elliott, which is looking pretty good. Obviously, that, that was uh, pretty much nailed on. Uh, I don't know, how, how's your kicking points going, Justin Tucker? Um, Zeke's about 200 yards behind Tug early at the moment. Um, the, really? kicking, the kicking points, he's about 25 points behind uh, Goskowski. He's down in about 12th. So, unfortunately, it's not really anywhere near. I thought that was actually mm. a pretty good one. Yeah, I mean, well, um, yeah, Zeke didn't have a really good week last week, did he? <laughs> no, he got shut down, didn't he? So, yeah, if you have one week like that, it hurts. And I don't remember him having too many blow-up weeks on the mm. ground, no. obviously, because he was the passing game as well. Yeah, yeah. He was used in both ways. Now you've got Cooper, it might help us yeah. out a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, still... Phil Rivers is a few hundred yards off yeah. top four. Yeah. But like you say, Mahomes is yeah. quite far up. Yeah, and I say, uh, Zeke, uh, Todd Gurley's obviously still got a bye week, but I think he may be just too far back. He needs to, to up his game a little bit. But uh, who, who knows, Amari Cooper might, um, you know, uh, the, the problem is the Cowboys got a tough schedule, so and they, they've got to play Philadelphia twice, which has, has a stout run defence. But yeah, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. You never know. You never know. Strange things have happened. Uh, end of season awards, obviously, was the next one we went to. So Saquon Barkley, Offensive Rookie of the Year, uh, was run about 6-4. And I actually saw he's actually still he's now favourite uh, in, with with Skybet when I looked early in the week. I don't know if they've all put their prices up again now. I'll have to have a quick check. But um, I wouldn't be handing it to yeah, Saquon Barkley. Um, I would, frankly. I, the, none of the quarterbacks have done anything. Um, mm. I'd be very surprised if it's not Barkley. He's setting, he's putting up 100 yards a game, scrimmage yards. I'd, I'd be very surprised mm. if he isn't. He's, uh, I think he's 46 yeah. on Skybet now. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was just thinking maybe Baker Mayfield might get it on the because uh, obviously the the hard knocks hype and obviously Baker Mayfield came in and gave the Browns the first win, you know, nostalgia and all, and all that kind of stuff. But all the other names, I'm not worried about. Sam Donald, Mr. Turnover Machine, uh, is six to one, third in the betting. But everyone else over that's twenties and bar. Um, but yeah, I, I was just surprised to see Saquon Barkley four to six. I don't think it was that home and hose, but um, but there we are. Uh, Anthony Lynn, was the other one? go on. <clears throat> 
So it's the second half of the year award essentially. If 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 you get in form now, say if Baker wins three four in a row, then maybe he might win it. Mm. It, it because it obviously the awards get given at the end of the season. It's a very recent bias kind of thing. But for me, Barkley is quite way ahead. Mm. So yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Mm. But I think we should be okay. Yeah, that gives me a bit of a confidence if you if you like that. But uh, yeah, next one I did Anthony Lynn, coach of the year, fourteen to one. Um, I I would have thought it would go to Andy Reid or Sean, or Sean Payton maybe. Uh, Sean McVeigh obviously got it last year, so I'm not sure he'll repeat. But um, Anthony Lynn, you know, if they 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 steal the division through the back door, beat Kansas in a couple of weeks, uh, and level it up if they, if Kansas City lose, you know, they, they might they haven't run into any blips yet, have they? Kansas, so be interesting to see. I think I still got a bit of legs at fourteen to one there, pre uh, you know, going into the season. Uh, and then your defensive rookie of the year, Bradley Chubb, five to one. Uh, he's not really done uh, t- too much to, to shout home about. No, no, that's. Uh, I'm pretty sure that one's a miss. Yeah, it'll be um, uh, possibly Darius Leonard that you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Uh, Denzel Ward, Denzel Ward, Derwin James, they've yeah. all been much, much more impressive than yeah. Mr. Chubb at the moment this year. So, yeah, unfortunately, I think that one might be a loss. Yeah. Okay, and then finally, we rounded off with some requests about specials. My one was the Rams and the Chargers to both make the playoffs. Looking pretty good on that one. So that that was my nap as well. So that's that's not really been in in too much of jeopardy. Uh, and then you went for a couple here. Buccaneers to lose the first four games. Obviously, that didn't happen because a certain Mr. Nope. Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, happened. Uh, and then you had your treble on the uh, under unders wins. Bills under six and a half. Seahawks under seven and a half. Raiders under eight and a half. Two, two out of three of those pretty much done. So it's just a bit of a sweat on the Seahawks. Got to have a bit of a sweat. Uh, and then finally, you yeah, had um, yeah, keep me interested. Yeah, Von Miller most regular season sacks, Josh Rosen most rookie passing yards, and Elliot most uh, rushing yards. You're two hundred to one shot. Yeah, not much to say about that one, is there? <laughs> I don't think uh, I Zeke might get his. I mean, in fairness, if um, if Rosen plays all the games, he might get his. But I'd imagine Mayfield's winning that. I don't even know who's. Leading the uh, rookie yards, to be honest, at the moment. But no, yeah, that. I'd imagine uh, Mayfield is running away with that, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, so that pretty much rounds us up then. So uh, yeah, obviously some there that are looking pretty good, and some there with some sweats, which is what we like. That's why we uh, why we punt. Obviously, make sure if you do punt, you are gambling responsibly. But is there anything you like going forward towards the end of the season now? Uh, yeah, I put up a few earlier on. I've. Like I say, I quite like the Colts going forward. Um, they have a very, very easy schedule. I mean, in fairness, all of the AFC South do because they play each other, <laughs> uh, which helps. Um, but uh, you can get 14-1 to 1 on the Colts to come from three games back in the division to win the AFC South. Um, and it's pretty much in their hands. They've got the Titans twice, they've got the Jags twice, and they've got the Texans once in the final eight games. So they've got five divisional games in there. Then they've got the Cowboys, the Giants, and the Dolphins, and I don't, I don't think they'd be in the underdogs in too many of them, to be honest. Mm. So, if you want a nice big odds kind of bet for the rest of the season, you can get fourteen to one, William Hill for the Colts to win yeah. the AFC South. Yeah, I like the Eagles just around evens to win the NFC East. Oh yeah. Um, the Cowboys and Giants aren't really in it no. the Redskins have been killed at offensive line and yeah. I'd imagine that's what's going to cost them they fall off yeah um I think they are evens yeah evens at Ladbrokes absolute steal and you can still sorry go on no, no that's an absolute steal uh evens for the for the, for the Eagles yeah I, I was surprised that they were that high to be honest uh you can get 11 to 10 on the Vikings to win the NFC North as well yeah 
And as I said, I think that they are the cream, the cream of rise there. They do have very, very tough schedule. Uh, the, uh, I, yeah, they've got the Bears twice, Packers, Lions, Patriots, Seahawks, mm. and the Dolphins. So they do have a very tough schedule, but they've had a rough schedule so far, and they're near enough joint up in that division. I would be surprised if the Bears keep it up. Yeah, They might. I don't think the Packers are going to be anywhere near come the end of the season. I don't think the Lions are. So getting plus plus odds on them, I think you could actually get 23 to 20 at red zone hmm. for the Vikings to win the North. Uh, annoyingly, the Paddy Power seems to be the only place that will let you uh, parlay or accumulate them. If you were on Eagles, the Vikings and the Steelers, it's 9 to 2 hmm. for them three to win their divisions at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, like it. Just to circle back to your Colts one, forty one. Do you? It'd be interesting to see if it, if it actually came down to the head to head between them and the Texans. Obviously, what happened in overtime uh, the, the first time they met. Yeah, it was a three point loss for three points for the. Oh yeah, it was. Um, it was that overtime? Wasn't it? Going for going for it, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah, it was the ridiculous decision from um, Frank Reich. Yeah, yeah, it could be, be amazing if it come down to that decision event, essentially. That would be pretty horrible, if, especially if you bet on the fourteen to one and it comes down to head to head against it. But yeah, yeah I, they they def, they obviously need to beat the Texans next time they play them, and uh, that'll obviously swing the division a little bit. But we'll see. It it could come down to this week as well. If the Jags win this week, then that bet's dead straight away. But yeah. Yeah. we'll see. We will see indeed. Okay, that wraps it up very nicely, Adam. Obviously, best of luck to you this week. Uh, hopefully, we can keep the hot streak going. Uh, but we will speak to you next week and recap all of the, all of our bets. Yeah, nice one. Yeah, like you said, we'll keep it going and we will see how we do next week. But I'm pretty confident the way we've been recently. It was quite nice to get a couple of messages on Twitter from um, a few, uh, few people that follow yeah. you slash me. Yeah. Yeah, and sure. um, I think a guy picked five out of the six of our anytime scorers, and he must have had a pretty decent win on it. Mm, yeah, always nice. Always nice when uh, following in. Obviously, it's, it's nice when we get winners, but it's also nice when you guys out there, the listeners, uh, latch on as well. But uh, yeah, very, very, very happy with that. Um, hopefully, we can get some more on, on Sunday. But um, yeah, we'll 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 recap next week and see how we got on. Yeah, nice one. Thanks for. Having the time to talk to me this week, Tim. <laughs> yeah, I've missed your voice, Adam. I'm sure you've missed mine as well. <laughs> oh, definitely, mate. Yeah, I miss, uh, I miss our chats. <laughs> cool, mate. We'll speak next week. Take care. See you, Tim. Thanks, mate. So there you have it, all the Week 10 games reviewed for you and all the best bets for Week 10 there to get some cash in your wallets. So nothing else left to do, Lee, but apart from watch the games and win some money and win some fancy games. Yeah, let's hope so. Uh, yeah, you've been doing quite well on your bets, haven't you? But um, for, I think for both of us, we've not really been doing that well on fantasy, have we? So yeah, I think the fantasy will take priority for both of us. Yeah, um, out of our respective teams. Yeah. Yeah, fantasy has been shocking this season. Um, I'm not giving up. I'll, I'll keep continuing to play because obviously, you know, don't be don't be that per, don't be that person in the in the league that gives up on a, on a season and you know gives everyone else an easier game. You've got to play play fair and play hard as if you're going for every game. And so, so, certainly in, in my home league, uh, if you're in the consolation cup or in the second playoff type things, we uh, if you if you win that, you get the number one pick in the draft for next year. So it's always something to play yeah. for. Yeah, that's exactly what we do. Actually, it keeps it interesting, doesn't it? it? Keeps you interested, even though you know you suck for a season. Yeah.
And also don't forget, you can check out our latest article from Scott McKay, our fantasy writer, looking at the most uh, top 10 or top 9 most fantasy disappointing players of 2019. So make sure you check that out. Okay, so I'm going to go and try and win some of those. Uh, I know you will do as well, but uh, we'll, we'll talk to you on Tuesday. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, have a good weekend uh, to everyone as well. And uh, yeah, we'll see you after the, the weekend slate. Yeah, so say it's uh, goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me. Uh, in the great words of Kevin Cadle, it's bye bye for now. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the Full Ten Yards podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full Ten Yards, or email the show Full Ten Yards at gmail.com.